0: Year, new capitals. Right? Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome into this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked On Caps. And the best way that you can help grow the show is to subscribe to Locked On Capitals on YouTube and comment anything down below. I would love to talk capitals hockey with you one on one, and we can do that on subtext. Just check the show description for more details. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. So in this edition of Locked On Capitals, we talk about some rumblings out there. Could Nick Jensen potentially be on the trade block? We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later, we will talk about the ETA on some injured players. When can we expect them back? But just to get it going here, New year, new Capitals, right? Well, that is what we are hoping for, as this is a Capitals team that has dropped four straight. And uh, a rough game, suffices to say. If we take a look at it, uh, the last game they lost to the Predators, and then back-to-back 5-1 to losses to the Rangers and Islanders. It's been tough sledding for the Capitals, suffices to say. So changes are, is what is needed, right? I think that that is my belief if you went into, I know it's not a new hockey season, but a new year, and hope springs eternal and all that. So a new year, turn the page, New Year's resolutions, all of that. We hope that 2024 is going to be a whole lot better for the Capitals than the 2023 portion was for the Cap. So let's hope that they can make some changes as it does appear that they are mixing some things up at practice Will that ultimately be enough? The most notable change was on the PP at Monday's practice. Ovi was moving from his office to where John Carlson normally sets up shop. And I I think that that's a good idea, ultimately, because uh, when you take a look at Ovi, when they feed him the puck, he's always got his stick way up in the air, you know, ready to slap a slap shot right to the back of the net. But, you know, he's done that for so long that people see it, the the players, the opponents see that coming from a mile away. So they have been able to prepare for it more this year than they have any other year. The goalies are prepared for it. It used to be unstoppable. You knew it was coming, but there was nothing that you could do to stop it. They're doing a whole lot to stop it this year. So I think it's a good idea to shake up the snow globe a little bit and see if they can get some different looks. The other big difference was Ovi and Carlson were playing back a bit more towards the blue line. Um, I think it's a good idea. I think that uh, they need to try different things. Uh, what was going on on the ice wasn't getting it done. The PP this year has been pretty bad, all things considered. So if they can do anything to kind of shake it up a little bit, I think that would be uh, the big thing. Will that translate into real game action when OV's office is tried and true? Well, except for this year, of course. I think that, you know, they will try things. Um, but I, I think that, you know, oftentimes I think that you can try things, but sometimes you end up going back to your old pair of shoes because they're more comfortable. I think that, you know, they're trying to do different things, but at some point Ovi will go back to his office. I think that, you know, what it's about, it's trying to change things up a little bit. So it's not so predictable, but how did it work? How did Ovi Moving into a different position. How did that how, how did that translate at practice? Well, it led to a goal at Monday's practice. And I understand it was just a practice, but I mean that's a pretty good test. I mean, it's not like you just sketched this up in the airplane on the way to the game. This was something that they tried at practice and it worked. Uh and what did Carberry have to say there? He said, just trying some different things, seeing as we continue to evolve with the group, look at different options, find different ways, no different than what I've said all year, trying to keep teams off balance. And that's kind of ties into what I was talking about. Ovi setting up from his office uh, for, to, for on the power play is as predictable as it could possibly be. Let's change things. We'll see if we use it Tuesday against the Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll continue to look at different things while we find a groove on the power play. And you got to give it to Spencer Carberry. I think that a lot of other coaches would say, hey, we got to keep going with it. That's what Ovi does best. And it has been in previous years what he's done best. But uh, the Capitals' opponents are more prepared for this than they have been uh, in a long time. It was business as usual in other regards as Kuznetsov moved back to the top line center position. Um, I guess I'm not nuts about that. Um, I think that there's got to be a better option. Um, but, uh, and Strom will be playing center on the third line. Um, so. You know, I think that they're just going to continue to try to shake things up. Um, Spencer Carberry uh, mentioned that he wasn't too thrilled about Kuznetsov playing at the wing position; that it didn't really yield the results that they were hoping for. I think that they are trying to jumpstart uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov so we can get more goal scoring, so we can start winning more games. Uh, but that's what they have to do—just trying to find something that can get rolling. I felt like we went on a good run there. Uh, with O. stromer and willie there wasn't a lot of production but i thought they played solid and when we were winning games and it was sort of that stretch where we were grinding games out and now as we've sort of started to struggle to score and to be able to win those tight games or keep the games tight we need to find something in that top six says spencer carberry and i think you know carberry's trying to come out and say it brian mcclellan We need that new top six forward that you've talked about all summer and now into the season. When are we going to see it? This is not working. I'm doing the best that I possibly can with the group of players that I have. But ultimately, it is not enough. Um, Is that going to come? Uh, Potentially, in the third segment, I'll talk about potential trade rumblings surrounding the Capitals. Things need to change. Um, I don't want to continue... Uh, this team to continue struggling through the remainder of the season. You got to hope at some point that they can turn the ship around and get back into consistent winning. Um, you know, because the funny thing is, is you lose four games in a row, you win one. All of a sudden, it's like they're back. Well, not so fast. Uh, as we take a look at the standings here, the Capitals are in fifth in the Metro Again, losers of four straight. Uh, We take a look at it. They have 40 points. The Islanders, 43. Flyers, 43. It's not out of reach yet, but the Rangers are really kind of running away with it as they have 51 points. Um, It's going to be tough, and I understand that you don't have to win the Metro to make it to the playoffs, but, I mean, you still need to take steps up. Fifth place in the Metro is not going to cut it. Thankfully, the Islanders only have, the Islanders and the Flyers rather only have 43 points and the Hurricanes have 44. We've seen the Hurricanes be up and down all season. The Penguins, uh, winners of three straight, the Capitals' next opponent. It's going to be a good measuring stick, a good litmus test for this team to see if the changes that were made at practice are enough. Uh, but that's what we have to hope for. Keep this engine humming forward. Keep the productivity going and keep changing things up. I still think that they have uh, options down in Hershey that need to be explored. Uh, you take a look at Ethan Frank killing it. You take a look at Scarboza and Dubay. Why Why not give them a look at some point? And I understand that that would be rattling the cage as some of the veterans on the team, but maybe that's what's needed to get the Capitals back into the win column as the Penguins are going to throw the kitchen sink at the Capitals as they are what I perceive their biggest rival ever, really. So the Capitals will have to be ready and a good test to see if this team is ready. Uh, If they have made a change in 2024, and ultimately, what can we expect? All right, so coming up here after the break, I will talk about the ETA, the estimated time of arrival on some injured Capitals players. When can we expect to see them? I'll talk about that coming up to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports music comedy and theater events near you with killer last minute deals all in prices views from your seat and their best price guarantee game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets and if there's one thing that's frustrating for me is that when my favorite band comes to town or my favorite sports teams playing i can't find tickets Open up the GameTime app. It takes that frustration away. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the GameTime app. Create an account and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest prices. Guaranteed. Locked On has launched the first-ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On, Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, your team. Every day, so new players coming back, injured players coming back. What can we expect? You know, We've patiently waited, biding our time for Max Pacioretty. Why are we so excited because of who he is historically? We don't know uh, if he is going to be that same player that he was so many years ago, the guy that six different times in his career scored 30 goals, the guy that knocked it out of the park for the Canadians and the Vegas Golden Knights, He is also the same player that had back-to-back seasons with Achilles issues. But my belief is that he's got to be an improvement. It has to be. In the video footage that I've seen from practice, his shot looks great. And despite the fact that he's had Achilles issues, he can move very well. Good skater, good movement there. Uh, this isn't his first rodeo. He ultimately knows what's going on. I'm excited about it. Um, Max Patchready will likely make his debut versus the Devils. Will he add that adding scoring touch the Capitals are looking for? Maybe. And for now, that's the way we'll have to leave it. Max has the potential of doing great things. You know, and I I hear when I bring up his name, people are like, well, I wouldn't put your eggs all in the max patch ready basket. He's not going to be that great. Yeah, we don't know. And okay, Debbie Downer, take that attitude and go in the corner. I want to think that he is going to be an improvement. I can't take that to the bank and say that he is going to fix all that's ailing the capitals. Not saying that. What I am saying, however, is that it is going to be some new blood. It's going to be some different looks that opposing teams have not seen before. They have not seen a Capitals team with Max Pacioretty on it. He has the pedigree. He's got the history. He's got the willpower to do it. Um, And I think that it is going to be exciting. I think for me, I'm excited anyway, to see what he has. He has a long history of being a great goal scorer. Does he still have anything left in the tank after suffering back-to-back Achilles issues? Again, we don't know. Uh, We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to take that approach. But, you know, he is taking his time, which I think he should. He's not rushing into it to exacerbate any injury. That's what happened the last time. As per the Caps, um, you know, that is what happened before. He was injured. He tried to come back too soon. I think it was like five games into his return. He suffered another Achilles issue. So uh, just take the break here. The cause for concern, though, as Max injured his Achilles just five games into his return from his initial Achilles injury, is the official report. So, um, you know, that's what uh, we don't know. Could he, uh, you know, re injure his Achilles in the first game, in the first minute? Of course, I choose not to live in that negative realm. Anything is possible. For now, if I'm going to pick an approach, I'm going to pick a positive approach and say that it's a worthwhile look they got him on the cheap 2 million plus 2 million incentives they could not have afforded max patch ready had he been a 30 goal score right now he would have just been out of the capitals range so i am pretty excited about it uh, as far as other players are concerned per the caps here are the other injury timelines oshi upper body is day to day Sonny milano upper body is week to week Charlie Lindgren, upper body, is day-to-day, and Patch Ready is targeting a return in the next week. That's what we're hoping for. Um, and then also, Faravari was a full participant at practice, including full contact. Um, so, you know, I think that Spencer Carberry said, how long will these players be out? And he picked the, the correct stance to take, and I think it threw a lot of the Capitals' press for a loop he said, for the foreseeable future. And why did he do that? So he didn't have to get pestered by it every time he had a press conference. I think that's the right tactic to take. If another player gets injured, out for the foreseeable future. You know, it's just the press is going to have to just take it for what it is. I understand that they want answers to give out to the fans. That's their job and we thank them for it. But I think that, you know, to a certain extent, Spencer Carberry just doesn't want to get hounded by it. So that's what we know right now. Oshi day-to-day. Again, him coming back to this team, is it going to be lightning in a bottle? I think it's an improvement. He's a great playmaker, but I don't think that it's going to move the needle a whole lot. Sonny Milano has been kind of meh this year. And of course, we would like to see Chucky Sideburns back between the pipes sooner than later. Uh, so that's where it stands right now. I think that still, I think if you can kind of stick your finger to the air The trade winds are blowing. Can you feel them? It's blowing. It's not real strong right now, but I do think that a move is coming at some point. And when it happens, it's going to happen in a hurry. You'll be at work, and all of a sudden, your phone will light up, and it'll be Twitter or whatever social media platform you have, and it'll say, GM Brian McClellan and the Capitals traded blank blank for a big name. And the first thing that you're going to see is, wow, they got that big player. But the negative part, of course, is the players that they're going to have to give up to get that big player. I still think that the Capitals should not squander this season. I think that they're not out of it by any stretch of the imagination, that they should still be all in. This is all in for the Alex Ovechkin era, right? So I think that, you know, you can only, you know, have the players laid out in front of you and you can only move them around so many times before you're like, yeah, I've done what I can do. Um, So that's the position that the Capitals are in, um, is that uh, they're trying to do with what they can uh, with the players on the team. But if there is not a big trade available, that is my belief to see what you have down in Hershey. Will that translate to, Quality talent in the NHL, I think for the most part it has for Connor McMichael, a certain extent Hendricks LaPierre, Beck Malenstein. There's been no real disappointment. I think that even Mir needs a little bit ta- more time to simmer down in Hershey. He's getting there, not quite there yet. I would also view Matthew Phillips as an expendable piece. I would be most surprised, um, to be honest with you, that when Oshi and Milano come back to the team, that we don't hear that Phillips is on the waiver wire. Uh, Some people are like, why don't you trade him? No, Uh, he'll most likely get waived when Milano and T.G. should come back. It was a good effort, but ultimately, I just don't think that he is what the Capitals are looking for. All right, so after the break here, we will talk about trade rumblings surrounding Nick Jensen. What am I talking about? I'll discuss next season is wrapping up but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, america's number one sports book right now new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a five dollar bet that's 150 bucks in bonus bets win or lose the app is so easy to use and there's so many different ways to bet like same game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub the best way to find popular parlays and more. And let me tell you something, guys, if you're watching football on a Sunday and it's the Commanders eh, and the Ravens and you're not that into it, open the FanDuel app and put a little bit of money on it. It makes watching the games that much more exciting. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make the first bet a layup FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So the game against the Penguins, make sure and listen to the call with John Walton on Sirius XM Radio as he covers every game for the Capitals on Sirius XM. Make sure and listen to the call with John Walton on Sirius XM. All right, in this next segment here, we are going to talk about the trade rumblings surrounding Jensen um, about ultimately what his future is on this team. And if you're an everydayer of the show, and if you follow this team, you do know that uh, when the Capitol signed Ethan Bear, that it kind of created a log jam on the blue line and that it was, you know, rumored, and it was my belief as well, that there could be a trade afoot, just given the fact of the glut of talent that the Capitals have on the blue line. And I know what people say, Dan, you should prepare for everything, there could be injuries. I get that. But still, the Capitals want to make improvements, like I talked about earlier in the show, um, that they want to have improvements uh, on that top six forward. So you're going to have to move a piece to get a piece. And if you you know want to take a look at it, you could move a defenseman. Jensen comes to mind. Or a netminder. Both positions that with the Capitals are stuffed to the brim with talent. Uh, but why is Jensen's name being circulated? Because it does appear that he is in Spencer Carberry's doghouse, sort of. Uh, Jensen played just 14.52 of ice time against the Preds, the least amount he has played in a game this season. And it wasn't just this game. There's been rumblings about Jensen for the last few weeks that he's not playing as well as he has played in the past Uh, after a 22-23 season where he put up almost 30 points. Jensen has just six points through 34 games uh, and he has yet to score a goal. So uh, he is not uh, the same Jensen that we remember from last year. Why is that? Different schemes, I guess. I'm not really ultimately sure. Maybe he's playing with an underlying injury. Maybe he's just not playing that well this year. Sometimes it happens. Take a look at Anthony Mantha. Uh, For example, uh, uh, and why do I think that potentially there could be movement uh, is that at practice today, Jensen skated on the team's extra defensive pairing with Alex Alexiev. So um, I think that they are trying to see what works. I think that, you know, you want to keep players happy. And I think the last thing the Capitals want to do is, is upset a player, but this is about Winning. This is not about happiness. That, you know, when they talk about show business, it's show business, not show happy. The same thing is true for a professional hockey team. Um, we like Jensen's game, but he has been, you know, lacking in the luster department a little bit here as of late. And Carbs wasn't happy with Jensen's game against the Preds. He says, "I thought he really struggled last game. I thought Jens had gone on a good run." Uh, playing solid, reliable minutes for us, but then he says it's more the puck play and positioning and the decisions. When that gets away from him, that's where we got to get that back. Um, So I don't, you know, is it a potential that he could be scratched at some point? Maybe, I guess I don't know, you know, if they have a better option available, you know, to plug and play with him. We know that Ethan Bear is added to the equation. Um, And sometimes the coaches have different philosophies and they also rely heavily on analytics nowadays that maybe, you know, he sits a game or he's in a game. But I think that the Capitals are in a position where they have to kind of view assets and see if there is a potential suitor uh, for someone like a Jensen. But, you know, the thing of it is kind of like when I talked about with Anthony Mantha, it's difficult to maximize your return if you're trying to trade a player that's not playing that well. Every other team in the NHL can see the back of his hockey card. They can see that he's struggling. That's why when I talked about before that the Capitals would be wise to try to move Mantha, people are like, are you nuts, Anthony Mantha? Listen, he has tremendous value now because he is one of the most big contributors on the team. If you would have tried trading Mantha last season, which the Capitals tried to do, no dice. They weren't able to do it. Um, So what you have to hope for is that Mantha continues to play well. So either the Capitals re-sign him to a deal, which is improbable. The same thing goes for Jensen. I really think that Jensen will be on the move at some point this season, um, just because they're trying an upgrade. And to be honest with you, like I said, there is a log jam on the blue line. Um, but, you know, uh, things could change, you know, if a couple of players on the blue line sustain major injuries. I mean, t- take a look at what... Uh, John Carlson getting hit in the melon with a puck. Look what that meant for the Caps' blue line last season. A lot. The players that were on this team had to step up and play huge minutes. Gustafson, for example, comes to mind. Um, and TVR, that kind of thing. So it is interesting that uh, the the these players that we thought are established, you know, when we talked about the blue line last summer, it seemed like it was all etched in stone. Uh, that Alexia, this was going to be the year for Alexia, but things change. And one thing I've known from, you know, covering this team and sports in general is things are not written in stone. We did not see the Capitals signing Joel Edmondson. That kind of changed everything. Um, so things change. And I think that ultimately the Capitals are more in a position now of trying to, uh, you know, make this team right now currently the best team that it possibly can. But the bigger picture, if you want to widen the lens a little bit, is the future. You know, don't take a look at you know the the landscape in front of you. Move your head up to the horizon. That's where the capitals. That's where Brian McClellan is at right now. That he wants to keep a mindful eye of what's going on with his herd in front of him, but he also wants to see if there's any way that he can avoid you know any storm clouds that might be on the horizon, and he can do that by, you know, picking up some young players. Ethan Baer was a solid move. You take a look at the blue line. It's in a pretty good position for the future. You know, you take a look at Farivari and Sandine, not to mention what they have down in, in Hershey with Vinny Iorio and potentially Lucas Johansson and Alex Alexiev um, and Chesley, you know, a little bit further down the way there, that there is a lot of talent on this team in years to come. Um, So that's the position that the Capitals are in. I think they should try to make a move here or there if they want to make the most of this season. And I have no reason to believe that they think that this is a lost season already. So interesting days lie ahead. Make sure and subscribe or follow Locked On Capitals as I talk about the Capitals five days a week, year round. You've come to the right place for all your Capitals talk. So if there is any kind of movement like that with the Capitals, I will have you covered The entire way. Listen, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, your only daily year-round podcast covering the Washington Capitals. And I want to thank all of you that listen on the audio side or are watching this on YouTube. You are ultimately what makes this show successful. And I have you guys to thank. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.